Welcome to the MWC Church Podcast. MWC Church is a place where you can belong, believe, and become the person God's created you to be. Thanks for joining us online. Amen. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Oh man, that Grinch was awesome. Was he, wasn't he cool? Oh man, he was awesome. Hey guys, really quick, we're going we're gonna to do something at the very end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a quick devotional with everybody, uh, but then after that, we're going to do a giveaway. But if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn them to Luke chapter 19. If you don't, I'll go ahead and read them to us. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And it's a story, uh, it's a story about a guy by the name of, of Zacchaeus. Has anyone ever been in a place where, where they, they felt like they weren't welcomed and they had to keep uh, a distance, where, where maybe like you, you were invited to a party and uh, you knew you shouldn't have been there, or maybe you weren't invited to a party and someone brought you along and you were the plus two and you're just like, I, I don't belong here. I, I know if we went around the room and we asked this question, has anyone ever been in a place where they felt like they didn't belong, there would be hands that went up everywhere. I mean, I, I'm sure I've, I've felt that way before. And, and we're going to read a story in Luke 19. I mean, this isn't even the Christmas narrative, but I, I feel like this story coincides perfectly with Christmas. Luke 19, the story about a man by the name of Zacchaeus. So Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. I'm going to read this to you, and then we're just going to talk about it for a bit. It says here, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Now, here's what we know about Luke's gospel. Luke is a, is a man who is in the details. He, he's not like, like me. I'm not a man of details. I'm, I'm more of a big picture person. But Luke was a physician. He was a doctor. So you know that everything he wrote about in his gospel account was very detail-oriented. And, and, and there's, there's, the, the truth is here, too. So, so when he's talking about him being a chief tax collector and then adding the other phrase and was very wealthy, Luke is actually saying something that's pretty loaded. So we know, honestly, that in in the ancient Near East and Jerusalem, if anybody was a chief tax collector, it meant that they were employed by the Roman Empire. So so Rome would come in, invade a nation, and then instead of bringing their own tax collectors, they would usually hire people that were in the community, and then they would be the tax collectors. So you could just imagine the animosity. I mean, you think if if you don't like tax collectors now, imagine living in the the first century Jerusalem and uh, your, your next door neighbor being somebody who is now taking money from you over somebody who's invaded the land. And, and this is exactly who Zacchaeus was. But Luke adds a detail. He says this, and he was very wealthy. Now, why was he very wealthy? Usually a tax collector. Not only would the chief tax collectors be very wealthy, but a tax collector in this time was known to be somebody who would extort, not just take a regular tax to, to give to Caesar what was Caesar's, but they would take an extra amount and just pad their own pockets. So in this story, we see Zacchaeus being somebody who does not belong. And Jesus was walking through Jericho, and I could just imagine Zacchaeus and his tax collector's booth knowing that the entire crowd is flocking on the street to, to get a glimpse of Jesus. And look what the passage says. Luke tells us this in verse 3. He wanted to see who Jesus was. He was interested. He heard about Jesus. He heard about the miracles, the things that he's accomplished. He, he heard about a man who, who could prophesy and tell some crazy, crazy details of someone's life, a man who could heal. He heard the wonderful stories about Jesus feeding thousands, and now Zacchaeus is genuinely interested. He is the first person who we would look about in scripture and see that he was a seeker. Now, there may be animosity towards Christ today, but I would say by and large, the vast majority of people are not turned off by Jesus. It may be the church, but 
ultimately, we could say, if you have any friends who are turned off, they're not really turned off by Jesus as much as they are turned off by the church. And Zacchaeus was that same way. He was, he was interested in Jesus, but his background, his past, his position, his, his employment, his place of, of entertainment really was, was keeping him from coming to Jesus. Look what it says in verse three. So he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Now here's something that we know about in Luke's gospel. Whenever Luke gives a, a physical descriptor, it's usually pointing to a spiritual indicator. Let me say that again. Whenever we see Luke give a physical descriptor in, in, in the gospel, it's usually pointing to something that's happening spiritually as well. So, so he brings up Luke's stature, saying he was a short man, he couldn't see over the crowds, but, but I believe that it wasn't just the height of Zacchaeus keeping him from seeing Jesus. It was the guilt that he has been living with and harboring his entire life. It wasn't just the stature. It wasn't just the, the role. It, was, it wasn't just, you gotta also understand that there was a whole crowd of people who probably felt they deserved to be closest to Jesus. They, they probably felt that they were worthy enough. I mean, have you ever, have you ever been that, in that place where, where you did something horrible and the last thing you wanted to do was to talk to Jesus about it? So imagine Zacchaeus, a thief, extorting his neighbors, his friends, his countrymen, his brothers and sisters, trying to use his stature as a reason not to come to Jesus. So he begins to climb this tree. He climbs this tree. Look what it says in verse four. It says, so he ran ahead of Jesus and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since he was coming that way. And here's what I love about Jesus. I think sometimes we live in a, in a day and age where we, we feel like we are the ones that initiate the relationship with, with God, that, that we go to church and that, and that if we pray, if we initiate, then, then he'll come to us. But here's what I love about Jesus. He doesn't wait for Zacchaeus to initiate. He's the one that initiates the relationship. Look what he says here. When Jesus reached the spot that Zacchaeus was in, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. I mean, look, look, at, look at the beauty of Jesus. You may be asking yourself, what does this have to do with, with Christmas? What, what does this passage have to do with Christmas? And I'm gonna say the entire narrative of the gospel tells the exact same story. When you read about Jesus coming in the town of, of Bethlehem, what was happening, it was God coming to humanity, the Zacchaeuses of the world and saying, I'm coming to you, come to me. I, I'm the one who would be born in a manger. I'm the one who's going to, going to humanity. And here we see Jesus going to the least of these. He's going to Zacchaeus. Doesn't wait for Zacchaeus to clean up or to quit his job or to quit his place of employment. He first extends belonging to Zacchaeus. And he knows, he's God. He knows exactly what Zacchaeus is living and what he's doing, but he goes and extends belonging to Zacchaeus and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming over your house. Now, to you, in our, in our, you know, in our Western mindsets, if someone were to come to you and be like, if Jesus came right now and was like, hey, I'm coming over your house, you're like, oh, wait, Jesus, hold on, let, let me clean up. I gotta take a lot of things. Or maybe you would be saying, Jesus, that's a little rude to invite yourself over to someone's house, but, but in this culture, to say I, especially a prophet, especially a, a rabbi, someone of Jesus' stature to, to, to come and status to come to Zacchaeus and say, Zacchaeus, I can choose to dine with anybody in this entire town of Jericho, but instead I choose to dine with you, that was a beautiful invitation. That was a beautiful request. So Jesus does that. 
Verse six says, so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Now, Luke doesn't give us how long of a span there is. We read verse six and then we read verse seven, but I believe that in between verse six and seven, there's actually the meal that is taking place because look what is reported in verse seven. It said, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. So the reason why I feel that there is time or a dinner that has at least lapsed from verse six to seven is because the people are already saying, I can't believe Jesus is spending time with sinners. I can't believe this holy rabbi would choose Zacchaeus over any of us. Imagine being someone who was in the front row of that parade saying, I deserve to be here. You feel good about yourself. You've been going to Sunday school. You've been going to church. You've been, you've been watching YouTube. All your YouTube videos have been going to sermons. Like, like you've been spending a lot of time in the presence of God and, and you feel like you deserve the, 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 the audience of Jesus and yet Jesus is choosing to spend time with Zacchaeus. Imagine how our responses would be. And then look what happens. Look at this beautiful Christmas story. But Zacchaeus stood up. He heard what the people were saying, saying Zacchaeus isn't worthy. I'm, I'm more worthy of, of you, Jesus. I'm more worthy to be in your presence. And look what Jesus says. But Jesus, or look what Zacchaeus says in response to that. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And then his response. So, I mean, I mean look at this, if, if you will. Look at the formula that we see. We see Zacchaeus, a man who feels that he has no business coming to Christ. A man who, because of, of his choice of lifestyle or because of, of things that he's done, the, the people that he's extorted, things that he's robbed, and, and all of the sins, he's probably bringing them up. He's like, I, I could never go to Jesus. The only way I can go to Jesus is if I go into a tree and, and kind of get a, a non-committal view of him. But Jesus comes to him in that non-commitment when he didn't deserve it, before he fixed his lifestyle and said, Zacchaeus, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm spending time with you. Yeah, I, I could choose to spend time in the homes of the priests and the homes of the rabbis and in and, and the homes of all these people, but I choose to spend time with you. And you know what? Even if people say, how dare Jesus spend time with, with the, the, the tax collectors and sinners, Jesus said, that's who I came for. That is who I came for. So friend, I don't, I don't know where you are today. I don't know if you've tried to keep Jesus at an arm length or maybe you, you've, you've done things in the past and you're just like, you know what? Christmas is just cute. It's, it's, it's great to see the kids sing. It's awesome to see the Grinch dance, but, but Christmas isn't and for me. I'm, I'm here to tell you, friends, that Christmas is for everyone. In fact, when we look at this story, the moral of the story isn't for us to be like Jesus. I mean, that's one way we can apply it to our lives, to be like Jesus and to go to the Zacchaeuses of the world. But, but I believe there is a underlying story in this passage, and it's, it's the same story of Christmas. It's this. The Son of God came to man when they weren't deserving. And man, as a response to the grace, the belonging that was extended to them, responded with hearts of generosity. I mean, that's why we give gifts on Christmas, is it not? Because it's a symbol of, of what we've been given, so, so we choose to give. But here, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that the greatest gift we can give, and I know you've had your eyes on that new Apple Watch, but the greatest gift you can give this Christmas is to say, Jesus, I, I, I give you myself. 2018 is has come and this is why I love Christmas because it, it, it's pointing us to 2019 right around the corner to say, Jesus, you know what? This day, this Christmas, 2019, next year, I wanna give you myself. 
And the response that Jesus gave to Zacchaeus when he said, you know what, if there's, I mean, I mean look at this. I mean, he's like, I, anything that I've stolen, he's admitting things. Anything that I've stolen, I'll, I'll pay it back four times. Like he's going above and beyond and he's trying. I think he's, he, in his best attempt, he's trying to pay back Jesus. But here's the thing, we can't pay Jesus back. But all he wants is for our hearts to be his. And that's what Zacchaeus did, which is why the Lord said, today salvation has come to this house because this man too, no matter his past, no matter your background, no matter the things you've said and done, by his response, by his embrace of my desire to make him one of my children and his resulted generosity of giving him, giving me all of his life, he says salvation has come to this house and this man too is a son of Abraham. And then I love verse 10. This is how you can summarize the entire gospel narrative. This is how we can summarize Christmas. He says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's what Christmas is about. For the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, born in a manger on that Christmas morning, came to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. 